Hi and welcome to episode 35 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of TIR and I'm a wedding photographer too. It's an absolute delight today to be talking to the fantastic Ruin Redelinghuis. Ruin, based in South Africa, has been in our top 30 photographers for the past two years in a row, has won 10 reportage awards and six story awards from us, and just shares so much with us in this episode, including the story behind one of his specific reportage awards, Flash and how he likes a dance floor, the importance of people to bounce ideas off, running, addressing your weaknesses head on, and much more. Before we go on to Ruin, some big news from me. We've just launched our brand new sister site, This Is Reportage Family. The home of documentary family photography will be showing the world its art, power, importance and beauty, featuring the very best natural unposed captures of families from all over the world. For a limited time only to celebrate our launch, we're offering a 20% discount on membership with the code LAUNCH20. Hurry though, this launch offer will end soon. Members receive a whole host of benefits, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 Reportage Family Award entries for individual captures, 18 Family Story Award entries for a series of 15 to 20 images of a single family, exclusive discounts on family photography-related products and services, access to our members-only Facebook group, free entry to our parties and meetups and more. Deadline for our very first awards collection is 2359 BST on 24th of July 2020. Find out all the benefits and join us at thisisreportagefamily.com. Right, over to Ruin. Hey, Ruin, how are you doing? Hi, Alan. Good, thank you very much. Good. Oh, it's really cool to kind of, well, we spoke just before starting this. It's it's kind of like meeting you, but not really. But yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> lovely to hear your voice. I've loved your work for ages now. Thank so it's, you. It's, it's thank cool you. to cool to kind of meet you um yeah how how are things with you because you're you're in South Africa aren't you yeah South Africa in the the garden route um we're in the middle of winter so we just went for a walk earlier and it's nice and cool and I've got a blanket close by jackets and everything so it's a wow it's a nice time of year for us to just wind down with everything in consideration Right. Okay. Cool. I've never been to South Africa. I'd, I'd love to go sometime. Does it? Is it? Is it in the summer? Does it get really hot then where you are? Or? Um, the area we're in, in not not too hot. Um, I think average about twenty six to thirty degrees Celsius. Okay. Um, it's it's not that hot. The the northern parts of the country gets quite hot. Um, even the just opposite the mountain, a one hour's drive, it gets quite hot in summer. Oh, okay, um, cool. But it's it, yeah, luckily not too warm. Right. Okay, that's okay. And then, do you get you saying you get quite a lot of UK um, people come over to get married near to you? Then do you? Yes, I've I've had two clients already this year. Um, oh, cool. oh you've and, already uh, been able to shoot a couple of weddings. That's good. luckily that that was in March. So that that's still our summer. That's when we start going into autumn, and sort of the end of summer. Okay. Um, so I've already had two clients from the UK, and it, it's quite popular, especially this area, because we've got wildlife and mountains and forests and ocean, everything within 30 minutes drive. Oh, that sounds great. Um, so that's, yeah, that does sound really a popular nice. destination. <laughs> What's it been like um, for you, though, personally, with COVID, you know, coronavirus? How's it, how's it been affecting your work, and how, you, how are you coping at the moment? Um, I... Well, at this stage, today and, and last week, I shot products and uh, oh, cool. face masks and face shields. So we, 
we're shooting completely different things at this stage mm. um, just to keep the business going and, and just to keep busy as well. Yeah. Um, but business itself, a majority of the weddings are either moving or in the process of moving to next year. I've got one UK client that's moved it to 2022 um, yeah, just wow. for safety. Um, right, yeah. So it's moving quite a lot. Luckily, the majority of the weddings at this stage are just moved. So it's it's not a, a outright cancellations. But that's it's been good. tricky. It's been an adventure and a learning curve as well. Oh, I like, yeah, adventure is a good euphemism <laughs> for it. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's been, it has been a mad time, hasn't it? Are there, what are the laws like there at the moment? Can weddings even legally take place at the moment or? We're not sure. Um, we just changed to a level three um, about two weeks ago. Right. And as far as we understand, two people, two witnesses and the couple, and uh, we think it can change to 50 people um, with very specific guidelines pretty okay, soon. Okay. So we, everyone's prepping and has got everything ready that the, the moment the, the um, government gazette goes out and say, this is what's allowed, then everything gets published, social media and everywhere to make sure we are ready for those couples that still want to get married during this time or someone planning something now. Right. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Well, our fingers crossed. It's starting to ease a bit, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's just whether people are still, will they want to get married if they have to stay, you know, one and a half meters away from each other or <laughs> two meters? It's a oh, funny world, isn't it? But it'll yeah. all be okay. And we'll be very busy next year. I'm, you know, that's going to be. I, I can already see next year's is going to be quite busy um, yeah. with, with the movements and then everything planning for next year. Mm, no, that's cool fingers yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good yes, um, yes. on your let's go back to the beginning not the very beginning not your birth or anything but um <laughs> on your on your uh, tir profile you say that you started this incredible journey by a chance wedding photography invitation so yeah what yeah. is that can you tell us about that uh, i think uh, about three weeks before very close friends of mine got married um the the bride phoned me and said, listen, we don't have a photographer. Can you, I, I know that you can shoot and you can shoot portraits and things like that, but can you, can help, can come help us and shoot the wedding? Mm. And I thought about it and thought, hey, it's my friends. I'm going to do it. It's fun, exciting adventure. And that was the start. It yeah. started in 2008 and just slowly, it, it wasn't planned to be a career choice and a full-time profession, but it moved from there on up that's cool man 2008 that's quite that's quite a while isn't it been doing this it is <laughs> <laughs> and how things did you... have changed quite a lot since, oh, since 2008 yeah. yeah you you weren't um photographing on film though were you in 2008 still no digital. that oh. that was i think right about the time i moved to digital i borrowed cameras for the first two years i think right um that my full-time job had a office camera and I used that camera and borrowed a camera until about 2010 when I moved from film to digital because I, I simply couldn't see myself shooting a wedding with film. No, do you imagine? I can't imagine that. No, it's, and uh, yeah, from there on, moved completely digital, sold some of the film gear, kept some of the film gear. 
Okay, cool. So what we what kind of photography were you doing before shooting that first wedding then? Uh, mostly portraits, portraits, business portraits here and there. I, I studied graphic design with a photography major and after a couple of years focused on the design and less photography and it, it sort of became less and less and less until I went, was introduced to weddings and then things just changed completely. Right, that's cool. And change for the better, I think. He's, he's so yeah, good at the way. Yeah, that's cool. I'm having withdrawal sy- sy- symptoms at this oh. stage, not shooting weddings and the adventure of shooting weddings. Yeah, that's um, true. So, yes, I definitely for the better. And what was that first lo- uh, wedding like that you shot with your, your friend's wedding? Were you nervous? Did you did you have an idea how you were going to shoot it? You know, what was it like? I, I did a lot of research, but I had no idea what to expect. It, it was fun because it's friends. You, you're kind of more relaxed. Um, mm. You walk into the wedding and, and you just you stop and say, okay, let's do a portrait here. Or shoot. It wasn't that much moment-based. Right. Um, it was very specific in terms of portraits. Shoot here, follow the moments where we could. Right. And, but it was very rela- relaxed and fun. Oh, that's cool. Right. And they must have liked the photos as well? I, I still hope so. But yes, definitely. <laughs> they liked the images afterwards. We got a good review and, and good info from them. That's cool. That's cool. So then how did you build your wedding photography business from then then? What did you, yeah, what was your kind of approach? From there, I, I think in that first year, I did three weddings. And it was all very close, family and friends. And it still wasn't really a, a direction that I was aiming to do full-time it, it was just helping people out and enjoying myself and having a good time mm. and then uh, I started shooting with a friend um, who did weddings on weekends and joined him second shooting helping out learning and then I think it took about two to three years before I fully moved into promoting myself and promoting my own brand and my own name and that grew until I think 2015 when I left my full-time day job and went completely professional and from there it just grew completely and and uh, became this incredible adventure where I'm now. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. What what was your day job then before doing this full-time? <laughs> uh, graphic designer. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you did say I didn't hear about graphic design. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Oh, that's cool. That's a handy skill to have, though, as well, with, with setting up your wedding business, being, being in graphic yeah. design. Yeah, everything website and print-based and printing items and all that. And I, I think it just helps with composition as well when you shoot, to think layout and think sort of the frame and filling the frame and using the frame to its max. Oh. So I think uh, graphic design does help quite a bit. That's really interesting to hear about how it's maybe informing your composition choice as well. That's Yeah, that's really interesting. One of my personal favorite reportage awards of yours is... Um, well, it appears to be during the speeches, I think, with on the left of the frame is the shadow of the speech yes, giver. Yes. Yeah. And then there's fab reactions of, of what looks like the bride and maybe another woman who looks just like the bride. So it may be her mom or sister or something. Are they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, groom speech, bride, and I think the, the bride's mother to the, to the right. Oh, okay. And that is such, I love that shot, man. It's so cool. Um, yeah, it's so clever to see the shadow of the speech giver. Can you, can you tell us about that shot and yeah, how yes, you got it? I, I think it's now this tune about two years ago. And it was, for me, that's quite a special shot because it's a, it's a, a process shot. It 
took a while to sort of work out the shot while the groom was busy busy with his speech. Mm. Um, he was busy with his speech and sort of by chance saw the shadows and, and moved the lights to get the, the shadow in the right position and then slowly building that shot throughout his speech until I got to the shot that I wanted. Um, and that was quite incredible to do and, and sort of build that up and, and get that frame. Oh, it's proper cool. I mean, it's so creative. I think, you know, I don't think I would have even seen the opportunity to get the, sh <laughs> the shadow of the speech giver. But and to get the, the reactions as well of the bride and, and her mom like that, all in the same frame. It's so cool, man. I love it. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I think that's that was the key that you needed something from the bride. Otherwise, it would have been a very sort of bland shot. So you needed something more to just lift and balance the fact that it's creative on the one side and and a reaction on the other side. That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. And if anyone's listening to this podcast while cycling or anything, do head to the site and I'll include that that image that we've just spoken about there, um, which is which is awesome. One of your many, many awards, Varen. You've looked <laughs> <laughs> you've been in in our top 30 photographers for the past two years um in a row. You know, you've won loads of reportage awards, loads of story awards. You know, how do you do it then? What I know that's a big question to say, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> what but but what do you think, you know, what what to you makes for great documentary coverage? You know, what's what's the secret? Um, I, I think the big thing for me is, is just to follow the story on the day. Um, mm. Try and find the story in different moments. Um, something that I learned a couple of years ago is just to the, the different parts we I wasn't good at in the past to work really hard in, in finding stories in those moments in different parts of the day right. and making them your strength. Um, the evening um, speeches, things like that. The speeches is, is an incredible time to try and find a story. Um, you can do one or two quick shots. You've got the, the good portrait and the good frame, and then you can try and build a story. You can get a reaction, get a shadow, um, reflection. You can get something and to just build a really incredible story. Um, so and that trying to just find that story throughout the day, makeup, um, speeches, etc. Although all those moments where it's quite easy to stand back, um, to rather go in and, and find that that magic and that story. Mm, that's cool. And that, that's great advice. That is great advice, man. Cool. Awesome. Um, let's change tack then slightly now. Let's change tack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um okay here's a I, I like i think yeah i've not asked this question before but it's interesting i think when it's an odd one to go to photography maybe this <laughs> case is, but when when you've reached old age and you're looking back at your life what what would you like to think about the life you've led i'm not uh how can i put it i, I think just to know that you tried and pushed really hard to do to get what you wanted from life. And, and I, th I think in what we do in, in terms of what, as a wedding photographers, you really have to go full out to get that magic shot and that magic moment and, and in life as well. Mm. Um, going full out for that one thing that you want, um, for that life that you want and, and making it happen. That's if that cool. makes sense. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, definitely. I think that's. Have you always been like that? Have you always been a very driven, you know, from school and kind of, you know, done tried to do your best at everything? Is it? Have you always been like that? I I don't think so. I I think it's something that once you 
reach a certain age and uh, you start working for yourself, you have to be have some sort of drive to to get motivated and and mm. go for your deadlines. And especially if you sit in your office at home, you you kind of need that something to make yourself push harder and further um, mm. to achieve your goals. That is so true. And what is that for you? What is, what does drive you to you know what, what what is your driver, your inspiration? Um, sure. I, I think currently family is, is quite a big through this whole coronavirus thing. Family is quite a big inspiration to to get focused and and readjust and and sort of chase a goal. I think that's quite a big thing. And uh, just personally, to try and do better than you did for the previous shot or the previous frame, um, grow the business, set goals, things like that. That's sort of just a personal drive. That's cool, man. That's great. Yeah. So, are you a, you're a dad yourself, are you? Yes. Yes. I've got a four year old daughter, almost four year old daughter. Oh, um, man. cute. I've oh, that's cool. Is she is she not at school yet then, or? No, no, no. She's uh now with the virus. It's it's I think just certain grades are allowed back to school, but uh, she's uh, I think next year starting starting school. Oh, okay. Lower grades. Oh, life changes when they start to get to school <laughs> as well. <laughs> but you'll wonder about you'll have so much more time on your hands as well. It's um yeah, an odd odd thing. Really. No, I can imagine. <laughs> um so okay, a totally original question here, which is it's not actually at all. But imagine you're 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 cast away on a desert island. What one album would you take with you? Are you a music fan? Are you into music? Oh yes, I'm a big music fan. So that that's a very difficult question. <laughs> I, I think I, I think probably Lost Dogs from from Pearl Jam. Oh, you're a Pearl Jam uh, fan. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, I, I think that's sort of more the B side songs, not the the ones we listen to all the time. I think that might be a a good choice to take with, and it's a longer album as well. Oh, that sounds good. Cool. <laughs> Do you know, it's a band I've never re- listened. I've had, you know, I had 10 when I was younger, as like everybody does have that album. Um, and But I've never really listened to more. Are you a really big fan then? I am quite a big fan. I, I think that's my sort of last bucket list band. Um, oh, to see live. Yeah, to see. I'm a fan club member for many years. I've got oh, cool. stacks of T-shirts and all those things. So yes, definitely quite a big fan and can't wait to hopefully see them one day. Oh yeah, I've never seen them live. Yeah, that that would that would be cool actually. Cool. Okay. Um if you weren't a wedding photographer, what would you do for a living? And you can't do graphic design either. What else? <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do? I've I've got such a long list of, of professions that I wanted to do. I, I think there was a stage in school when I wanted to be an architect and I oh. do house plans and houses and, and buildings. That's um, cool. Yeah, the architect was I think that's the first one that comes to mind. And same as most boys, fighter pilot. <laughs> all those things, all those really cool adventure things. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um yeah, architect. There's a lot of money in architecture as well. I, don't, I think just that need to create and, and work with light and, and in hindsight work with light. I don't think when I was at school, the light was the, the influence, but just to create those big, impressive buildings that stand out and mm. 
that would be cool definitely well you know if if weddings don't go ahead for the next five years or so <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure they will <laughs> It's a good time to start learning, getting uh, sort of that degree ready for architecture if need be. <laughs> yeah. What has it been like? So you said earlier on that you've been uh, doing products, photography of, was it of like face masks and stuff then? Yes. Uh, with the sort of the onset, my wife worked for a printing company and, and they started promoting face masks and face shields and producing them. And uh, I started photographing them and all within certain lockdown regulations. And that was quite fun and interesting to make, sort of set up a studio in the garage and oh, shoot cool. sort of reflect, highly reflective, transparent objects. So that it was a, a nice learning curve as well. Oh, right. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that kind of thing. <laughs> I think. It's an art in itself, I imagine. It must be, yeah, quite it, technical. It is. It, 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 it's especially when you work with the the face shields it's got the everything is reflective and it's <laughs> you, if you're a wedding photographer you don't have access usually access to strip lights and all those things so mm. it's, it's a sort of a change of mindset yeah, that's cool though are you quite the way you approach your weddings are you quite technical you know do you work with uh, multiple flashes and things or are you a lo-fi shooter what what are you what's your approach in that way um Different parts of the day, um, uh, during the early part of the day, I tried to be as low profile as possible. So I've got all my gear with me, but I tried to only shoot with camera and body and lens and a backup body and lens. Right. And uh, during the couple portrait session, I'll get more lights out if needed or mm. if I can use it, if the weather allows for it. And during the evening, I bring out quite a number of lights for the for the speeches and for the um dance as well and, and just have them ready for when it's needed oh that's cool and, yeah. and for the dance to get those really sort of action in the moment shots cool yeah how many so like for a typical dance floor for you how many um flashes do you set up uh i i think at most it's probably about six speed lights oh wow that's, that's cool that's and probably... it's all zone sort of you you chop up the dance floor in zones and, and you, you sort of zone focus or zone the, the lights for certain areas as well. Wow, man, that, that sounds sense. that sounds so technical. That's <laughs> 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 one of those things that da the dance floor and the, and the evening was, it wasn't a strong point early in my career. And, and you just make work and you try and learn and you try and figure out how two men get the incredible, crazy dance floor shots, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, you just, sort of figure it out and get the magic and That's and then that becomes the part where you, you don't really feel like going home when you're 12 o'clock you're like okay I really have to go home now but there's more shots to get oh that's cool that's a great mentality that's that's really cool what are, are weddings like um in South Africa are they normally like really long affairs like to the early hours of the morning or um I, not really I think most of my longish weddings that go at one two o'clock has okay. mostly been clients from outside south africa um but most of the time the the wedding coverage ends usually between 10 and 11 in the evening for for me and most wedding photographers right okay and weddings go t between 12 and one o'clock or 12 and one in the morning okay so yeah that's similar as the uk then that's similarish. um 
Have you ever shot a wedding in in the UK, by the way? No, no, I haven't been there. I haven't shot. We we made a plan a couple of years ago to go there before Brexit happened. Oh, right. Our currency was something like twenty four to one, oh, and we wow. thought, okay, that's a really good time to go and and try and get a visa and shoot in the UK. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't been there. Oh man, let's do a swap sometime. We do a home swap. <laughs> that sounds good. I'd be well up for that. Really good idea. <laughs> we could do a home swap and a wedding swap at the same time or something. That would be cool. You might be onto something really good for a sort of adventure home swap. And yeah. Which and everything lined up. Sounds perfect. Let's do it again. <laughs> um, what do, before obviously Corona times? Um, what do you think? I mean, I asked what. What do you think the secret? I know it's not a secret, but what do you? A secret to having a full diary of bookings, you know, or to to have as many bookings as you need, you know. What do you think the secret is? I, I think putting work out there that people can resonate with. I think that's the number one. Um, you're knowing your audience and the the clientele you want to promote to um to make sure that they see something that they want mm. in terms of their wedding coverage um there are so many different styles even not in our country you've got documentary lifestyle a form a more formal approach a more fashion approach and knowing who your clientele is and who you're trying to promote to um and making sure that that you put the work out there that they can see, and then obviously balance it with pricing and your marketing effort. Mm, that's good. And what's and what kind of are, are you using? Kind of like Instagram. How are you, how are you pushing your work out there? Is it just through your website, or do you, are you like avid user of social media as well and things? Um, I, I do use social media. I, I don't use it probably as well as I should. I, I focus <laughs> a lot of on SEO. So. I, our approach has been SEO from the start. Um, oh, cool. Okay. To make sure that different areas, if we decide we market for a different area of the country, then we can push the SEO to lift in that area and feature and rank quite well. That's cool. Um, so that, that's been sort of more of an approach than, than social media. I know. That's great. Cool. And that's obviously working for you as well. And that SEO side, do you have an agency to do that or do you do that yourself, the SEO? No, that's um, sort of self taught and, and, and learning from all the the gurus out there in youtube as much as possible to to understand how it works that's cool i get that real sense from you i think just from talking i think that you you just if you want to do something you just learn how to do it and you do it which is just great though i think that's really inspirational i think it's cool man it really is it's awesome um what what do you find the most challenging aspect of our business to be so it could be the most challenging aspect of of shooting or you know something to do with running a business what what is the most difficult bit for you i, I think in terms of running a business it's you a lot of the time you need a soundboard you need that someone to just bounce an idea off or if you've got a difficult situation just someone to make sure you're making the right call in the mm. situation so business-wise that's usually with if you working on your own that's someone to just bounce an idea of it's some sometimes needed quite often mm. um and and in the industry itself i think as a wedding photographer just to make sure you manage expectations in terms of what your clientele and and what they need and what you're producing mm-hmm. Cool. Great. Great tips. Is your sounding board your your wife? Is she? Does she? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and for me. And for me. 
and my wife and then a handful of luckily a lot of the photographers are open to talk and like just a quick whatsapp to you to uh, ask advice or to say hey i'm struggling with this what's your opinion on this mm-hmm. um so that helps quite a lot to to talk to some of the other photographers in the area and, and in the country as well that's cool that's very cool overall yeah the photography scene is very friendly isn't it very supportive yes it is it's i mean just advice through this COVID crisis um in terms of contracts and all those things but it, it was quite easy to just like someone advice on different things and then how they would approach it. Oh, that's so cool. that was quite quite nice to sort of mm. use and access. Yeah, that is cool. And you, we mentioned your wife there as well as a sounding board. And I like the way on your website, um, you say you're married to a talented creative genius. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so nice. That is cool. Well, yeah, she's she's the one that sort of got my new branding going and all that so it's 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 amazing to have access to that Um, and big brownie points as well for when she reads that on the on the website (laughs) of course i I think that's part of the plan it's (laughs) (laughs) oh that's cool yeah i i I so agree though my wife is really my sounding board in everything and she's been just so important so pivotal she was the one who put me starting doing wedding photography in the first place i I owe a lot to her actually Yeah. yeah so it sounds very familiar she my wife helped sort of was my assistant at some stage and uh, so she understands and knows sort of what what's expected and and if there's a situation how to approach it best that's cool sometimes the female touch is just so much better than ours isn't it i think definitely just approach as well yeah yeah um you mentioned maybe assistant there as well so just brings me on to a question do you shoot your weddings uh, sometimes with a second, you know, always with a second, or mostly on your own. How, what's your approach? Uh, on that? Um, I I shoot mostly on my own. I, I, it feels that that I, if I'm more focused, if I shoot my own, um, mm. we we plan the day. I plan the day with the couple and make sure the coverage is equal and thorough. Um, but I work really well on my own. And then now and then there are weddings where it's required to have a second shooter or an assistant. Um, right. If it's a Chinese wedding or a Jewish wedding, then there are certain requirements that's that's needed. Okay. Um, and then I contact someone locally to come and help out. Ah, uh, cool. Do you enjoy when you do work with a second? Yes, it's. I'm. I, I did a wedding about two years ago that was quite a big wedding, and the second shooter made such a massive difference. So there are times when it just helps so much. Sometimes just to have that someone to talk to and and sort of have with. Mm, I can I totally can understand that I'm just I think I'd just be scared I always shoot on my own I'd be scared of all the extra editing all the extra culling I'd have to do as well the, the extra work is is quite a number of quite a bit extra um but <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's nice to see a different approach the last wedding I think it's the second one I last one I did before lockdown and the second the sec, second shooter nailed an incredible frame and oh. it was just going through the files and you see that and you stop and you just think wow it's the couple will be it was a moment between the father and his daughter and it's it's just such a perfect frame and when you the second shooter delivers that it's it's just the magic you want from that situation oh that's cool yeah great great stuff um has that has there been a specific kind of turning point in your career at all something you know perhaps a certain wedding or a certain award or or anything that's had a kind of a major impact on your career um, sure. The, the, I think the big 
big changes. Um, uh, uh, Christelle Roll, I think she was one of the judges oh, at some yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, she was or stayed in the same town as as, as I'm staying, and uh, she offered a mentorship, and that introduced me to just a completely different way of thinking and shooting moments, especially. Uh, cool. And that that was a massive turning point. Um, before that, I tried to shoot port uh, um, moments, but couldn't mm. really get it to that next level. And shoot didn't know how to shoot through a moment and to compose it properly. And she just sort of gave the insight and the direction to yeah. to make it something really magical. And, and that's been quite a big turning point. Oh, that's cool. That's that's great. Same for me. The workshops that I've been on um, have been massive turning points in my career. Have you gone on other workshops um, since then, and or, or the mentorship? I need that mentorship, and then uh, the workshop from Brett Florence um, for the portrait side and for the business side of things. Oh, okay, um, those been and and when Eve Skippers and and Dries, they came to South Africa for a mountain bike trip. All right. I sort of had a had an evening with I just sort of did a quick portfolio review and that that was insightful as well. Oh, just that's cool. Of, so that I think that falls the closest into a sort of workshop environment. Right. Okay. Cool. Oh, but oh, cool. Um, Eve and and Dries, top guys as well. Like, <laughs> Dries always gets mentioned on this podcast. Like, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard. I, I think he's probably the most mentioned guy in terms of influence and and helping people. And, yeah, it's cool because yeah, because Eve lived with him for a while, didn't he? As well, yeah. I think. Yeah, funny, funny. It's it's like this worldwide community, and yet it's so small as well. In one way, it's funny. No, that's yeah. crazy. I'm sitting in South Africa, and, and in some way, there's a connection to someone in Belgium and the UK, yeah. and it's it's crazy how things are connected. It is, isn't it? It's mad. It's mad. Um, what's the most bizarre or funniest thing that you've seen at a wedding? Sure, I've I've seen a couple of crazy. I, I think in the in the Afrikaans culture. In South Africa, things can can get a bit loose on a wedding day, on the wedding reception. Okay. Um, so I've I've seen people in underwear and things like that on the, <laughs> on the dance floor quite often. It's, it's oh, not really? Even, it, it's funny to shoot because you know you can get a really crazy shot from it. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's that's something I've seen quite often. Wow. Um, that never happens in UK weddings. If we did the swap, <laughs> you would, you'd be very disappointed. <laughs> 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 now, that that happens and it, it's it's uh it, it can be quite an experience to photograph it, it's all within within reason so it's not not too crazy but it's it's funny moments that can yeah. happen at some weddings uh, um, cool. it's mad always... that we do this as a job isn't it that we we see such different things every weekend it's it's mad it, and especially what's normal for us if you do it for one year or two years and certain things become normal, and to explain that to an outsider, it mm. can be sort of eye-opening to them. That's so true. Yeah, that's true. How do how do people generally react? You know, if you're out with your wife or something, or, or just out, and someone asks what you do, how do people generally react when you when you tell them that you you photograph weddings? Most of the time, because photography has changed to something that's sort of got a good profile about it sort of a, mm. a I get a good reaction from it um, but I've had people tell me I've had someone at a wedding pull me close and said wow you must have an absolutely terrible job because you're just <laughs> running around all day you're working every Saturday you're not seeing your family and 
sort of, and then you counter that and say, okay, but I've got can do all this, and I can. Sort of, mm. There are other times where I can balance the things out. So it's mm. mostly positive, but I've had one or two people that sort of see the the different side to it as well. Ah, uh, that's funny. That's okay. That's good that you've had pe- both sides, really, because sometimes people will come up to a wedding as well and say, "What? It must be amazing only working, yeah, one day a week." <laughs> <laughs> like we do a little I, bit more than that. I've had that. I think in the beginning years. Now it's changed quite a lot. People are more educated in terms of what right. goes on to produce something. Um, but mm. but they still the first the two biggest questions is. Can you have the files ready in a week? And that's from the guests. <laughs> and how many pictures have you taken? Oh, so yeah. those two are probably every single wedding, <laughs> the two most asked questions. Oh, yeah. That that one, how many photos have you taken? <laughs> every time. I, yeah, I sometimes just say oh, about five, and they're all really bad. <laughs> um, do, do, you get, do you get nervous shooting weddings at all? Um, weddings themselves, wedding itself, not really, but I do get nervous before the wedding ceremony and before the first dance. And I, I absolutely don't know why those two moments, but ah, okay. those are the two where I get, I, I go beforehand and make sure I'm well prepared to counter sort of that, the fact that I know I'll, I will be nervous before shooting that. Mm-hmm. And, and those two, each and every wedding, the, the wedding ceremony and the first dance are the two where... Uh, if there's nerves, the nurse will be on during those two times. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if, I guess they're both moments that are kind of one-offs that will never be repeated throughout yeah. the day. Is that the, the reason why, I guess? I, I can imagine that's the only reason why. I'm not sure why. <laughs> All the other moments are fine. I'm not really stressed or worried oh, okay. too much about it. But those two are, are the ones where if there's stress, it'll, or if there's nerves, it'll come up during those two times. I would, have you had any kind of like moments of trauma during those parts, like during the ceremony, like your cards have failed or something that's causing this? Luckily not. Like, luckily I'm all fine with cards and camera failures and, and I've had <laughs> during the, the evening camera failures, but that was, oh no! I have a backup camera on me and or a second okay. camera and it was late at night. So it was luckily not a, a problem. Okay, cool. Uh, but, oh, and ceremonies in general um, in South Africa, I, can you, you know, because a lot of ceremonies in the UK, it's quite strict in terms that, you know, as a photographer, we can't really be moving much for a lot of them. What, what's it like in, in, in for South African ceremonies? Um, majority of ceremonies these days are, are outside or outside or at venues. And okay. then you can move. It, it's not as strict. Mm. Um, but some churches or chapels do prohibit movement or ask me to only shoot at certain times or only at the exchange of the vows or only from a certain angle. So there they are some some events where you are required to only stand at a certain spot okay. and stay at a certain area. Okay, but quite mixed. That's good. And what, what cameras are you using at the moment? Uh, Canon 53 and a 54. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I, man, the five, I, the five D three with my first full frame. I love it. It's an awesome camera. Same. It's what we're waiting to see what, what happens with the new cameras coming out and the new mirrorless and, and uh, yeah. how much it'll change everything in terms of the cameras and, and using it to, to get a bit of frame, a bit of quality file from the, from the wedding day. 
Mm, that's true. I mean, yeah, I enjoy. I I did switch um, last year to the Sony's, and I just fancied a change of system. To be honest, like, I love. I use the silent shutter on the five D three, but it still makes that kind of. Yes, sound, yeah, but it? it's yeah. not completely silent, so you, I can't really lie to someone about the amount of frames that I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to count it, it's, it's quite obvious to listen to. Right, yeah. But yeah, we, we tried out the, the Sony system when they had a roadshow in the area, and it's incredible. I, I think the Sony is just what it offers in terms of the quality of the files. Oh, yeah. It's quite amazing. And- I have enjoyed it. And the whole kind of just being able to see your exposure, you know, not having to chimp, I find is, yeah, is really yeah. is really cool. Um, is there anything you sound a very positive person, Ruin? You really do. <laughs> is, is, is that <laughs> oh definitely, definitely. Um but is there is there anything that kind of bugs you or annoys you about our industry at all? I, I think it can be challenging the the sort of the expectations, and, and I think what, what I mentioned earlier about sort of making sure the communication is clear, that the expectations in the industry can be challenging at times if you don't communicate properly with a supplier or with a venue or, or with a client um, to making sure you manage all that. Um, it, uh, if, if that's not properly managed, then you can have difficult situations. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally, totally. And um, then obviously... But the, in season, you work quite hard, so that's just to get time off in season. That's it's, so it's usually the one thing, and and for us, it's we've got quite a long season as well. So oh, is it make really? Make sure you you stop and you you take a break in between with family and and for yourself as well. That's so true, isn't it? What do you what what do you do for in your kind of downtime? If you get any downtime, you know what are you. <laughs> Are you a gamer? Do you run and watch TV? What What do you enjoy doing? I I started running this year, but I'm I'm so far off from a proper <laughs> runner at this stage. Um, at this we we walk in the mountain quite often, so we we planning for this weekend again just for a nice walk in the mountain and things like that. So outdoors as much as possible. Oh, that sounds um, cool. It sounds lovely. It sounds beautiful where you are. Are you near the mountain? It, it is. I'm. Sure, I'm not at less than a five minute walk that I'm in the forest and in the mountain. Oh, so it's, it's, it is quite nice. I'm very happy where we are staying, and it's not a place I'll leave too, too easily. Oh man, yeah, it sounds lush. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you got on with running? Because tr- I've tried to run, man, but I just I don't enjoy it. Do you enjoy it? I used to run when I was at school and I did long distance running and I was successful and then life happened and <laughs> completely sidetracked. And then end of this last year, I decided to um, start running again and I've been struggling. It's not been the same easy running as it was 20 years ago. <laughs> um, so I'm constantly pulling muscles. I'm not warming up properly, getting right. up too early in the morning and eventually bought an exercise bike. And that's helped quite a lot just to make sure I stay fit and, and healthy so try and balance that with running and exercise and running and cycling that sounds good that sounds good because it is so important to stay fit isn't it it is such a physical job that we do it really is is. what's like the the season for you then what's a typical what what months are your typical season um i I think the two months that that are completely out of season is middle june till middle august and very few weddings there, and then a sort of a slow start from September up okay. to November, and then it's peak season till middle January about. 
and then oh, wow. slow down again and then pick up from end of February until middle May about, where it's quite busy. And it, it varies per area in the country. So in Cape Town, you'll have quite long summer seasons. Um, it starts in September and it goes straight through till around about May before winter starts. Right. And uh, different areas. And if you're on the East Coast, you, you can have a longer season because of the, the climate as well. Okay. Wow, it's interesting. It's yeah. It's it's. I so love hearing how you know different seasons all around the world, and uh, yeah, it's just cool. It's very quite different to the UK's, I guess. So in December, are you you're really busy in December normally? Yes, we we stay in an area that's very popular for a holiday destination, especially for families. Okay. Um, so December, it's normal to book out every weekend in December, and then wow. Monday to or we try to not shoot on Mondays, but say. Tuesday to Friday, you'll have family portraits morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon. Wow, uh, man. And that's that's quite normal for a December season. Wow. That's, that's mad. Like, <laughs> and and that's, that's where that rest must come in. You must sort of make time. Otherwise, yeah. you, you can reach burnout if you don't look after yourself. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever hit that kind of brick wall? You know, that real burnt out time? Has that ever happened to you? I've been close a couple of times. I think I've hit that as a designer years ago. And, and right. you kind of know then when to, what to look out for and make sure you stop and rest and, and mm. just take sort of a perspective on things. Mm. Yeah, so important, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, regarding uh, something I'd like to talk about with, with your works, I just love, I love the look of it. Your editing specifically is awesome. Can you, you. you know, tell us a bit about how you do yours? Maybe just any tips or bits of advice, maybe just in workflow or do you use any kind of like keyboard shortcut systems or yeah, just your editing in general? I, I think the big thing for me is shoot for the way I want to edit. Um, but the editing does most of the time doesn't take too long for the basic editing. Um, right. And, and I sh that time when, when Eves and Driss were in South Africa for their holiday and the, they sort of just pulled the, the trigger of the idea of shooting for the highlights. And before that, I shot more for skin tone or mid tone. Okay. And since then, it's changed the editing as well. Um, it made the editing, I shoot what I want to shoot and uh, well, this is the story and edit for that, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. Um, and that's changed the editing time as well. It's sped up the process. And just to make sure you sort of what I see then, shoot the, try and shoot it as accurately as possible. Um, okay. Shoot the white balance correct. Shoot everything as correct as possible and just adjust where needed, pull some shadows back if needed, and dodge and burn where we needed to get the, the focus in a specific direction. Mm, cool yeah that all makes sense I mean and you must have so much editing to do say in December if you're shooting a wedding each weekend and then you've got all those family shoots are you That's... personally doing all that editing as well yeah January is, is usually the the slow month so January I'll maybe have one to two weddings and, and portrait shoots for the first week of January and then after that it's quiet and everyone's either back to school or don't have money for the rest of the month whatever the situation then it's quite quiet and then it's just work really hard to finish it up and then go through all the work right okay wow man but you must be in front of a screen quite a while that's, a lot of <laughs> that's uh, december january is, is quite tricky so that's a time when you 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 shoot quite a lot you're out outdoors and having fun for december and then january you're indoors and you it's still summer it's still amazing weather but you're staying indoors just to get through all your work as much as possible 
<laughs> oh yeah, mad, mad. Um, do do you have a a particular piece of software or app that you couldn't do without? You know, any kind of piece of software or app, except for Lightroom, maybe because everyone uses Lightroom. Yeah, anything else maybe <laughs> that, that works with your workflow or social media or anything? Um, I I think for social media scheduling, I I use Later or Latergram. Oh, cool, um, just yeah. to schedule all that and and that's been super helpful um it takes me an hour to I, it took me about an hour to do this week's the whole week's posts the longest yeah. part of it is just writing the actual post but dropping it in is quite easy and uh acrobat um acrobat for the the option where you can have contracts online and clients sign it digitally that's quite convenient and just changed everything oh, to that's make cool. it quick and easy that's good advice as well. You know, I'm still well behind the times. I still have paper contracts and stuff that I get people to scan and send back. It's so old school, isn't it? I need to get with the times. Is it quite easy to do then, the digital? The digital one, we've got the full um, Creative Cloud suite. So, And then that's included with, the, the it's, I think it's called Adobe Sign. So you just set up your form and you upload it and you select the blocks where they need to either fill in a number or need to sign and once the the client you get the inquiry you just send the form to them put in their email address and uh, you get a copy they get a copy uh, you get a notification of when they sign it and then everyone gets a copy and it's done and you know that they've signed it where with the paper copy the grandma can sign it and you (laughs) won't know who actually signed the form that is so true. Oh, that, that makes sense. That's so much more 2020. My approach is more like 1990, I think. <laughs> so I need to, I need to do that. Um, do you, Rude, do, do you have any advice for people who have been shooting for, you know, quite a long time and who are maybe, you know, not quite happy with their work at the moment or their, their career's not at the point where they, they want it to be? Do you have any maybe thoughts or tips about, about that? I, I think to try and, and find that it's easy to say when when you're on the other side of the fence, if, if you're not struggling with, with that specific thing, but to try and find that one thing that that's not working and, and work on that specific thing, um, that, that's been helpful in, in the way that I shoot. If, if there's something that's not working, to sit down and figure out how do I make it better? How do I, how do I change my technique, my approach? Is it my personality when when in, when I arrive? What what is it that's not making it work? And and work on that to make it better, and make it a strong point. Change it from what's not your strongest point to something that you excel and and mm-hmm. and relish to do. Does I think that that's I think that's really great advice. Yeah, that's great. It's like the opposite of of putting your head in the sand. You know, it's like really addressing the things that you need to address. And yeah, to, yeah. That's, I think that's really positive. That's great advice, man. That's great advice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> cool. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. It's great. <laughs> um, we've got. I think we yeah, get time for a, a few more questions. I think, Ruin. Um, can you tell me something that you're truly awful at? Um, well, this is probably the first time I've I've had a a talk with sort of public talking in any way. I'm absolutely terrible at public talking. Oh, not at all. You're doing great. <laughs> You're natural, well, at, man. Natural. At our own wedding, I I didn't even do the speech at our own wedding. It's, it's that's oh, how right. much I dislike public talking. If if I've got a camera in my hand, it's much different. 
then you don't think about it. But if the camera's not there, then it's like, no, thank you. I'm <laughs> going to try and avoid it. Oh, I totally get that. But you're totally, you're not really naturally speaking to me. We've never spoken before and it feels totally natural. Like, <laughs> but loads longer. I that's, think, good. Yeah. That, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> have you ever thought, you must have thought about, you know, doing your own workshop or your own mentoring and things. Have you, have you thought about that? Not really. Um, it's not something that I've, I, I thought about maybe SEO at some stage, but not mm. really something that I'm, not the photography you, though, really, no? Not at, I, I wouldn't say not at all, because I always said I'll never be a wedding photographer when I was a, stu a student, <laughs> and I became a wedding photographer. Um, <laughs> no, not really something that I've thought about or oh, focused or said, I will do that or try and do it. And No, oh, you really should. I mean, I, obviously only if you want to, but I just know yeah. that you're, you're so good. And just from talking to you here, you have so much to share. You should... I'm sure loads of people would love to learn from you. You should, you should do it, man. You should. I, 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 in this, in light of what's happening, it is something that should be considered. But I, I, it's, it falls in that category of public speaking. I, I think maybe <laughs> just to change the approach of how it's done and mm. that could maybe make it possible. Well, that's true because you could do it any way that you want to. You know, you don't have to do it in certain certain ways. But yeah. yeah, you should do it, man. You should do it. We'll do. <laughs> We'll do a holiday swap as well, and you can shoot a wedding <laughs> in the UK, and you can do a workshop in the wedding UK. Workshop. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? What is there something that you hate, but that most people seem to love? It's a strange I, question, isn't it? I, if it's related to wedding photography, it, it might be the the workshop thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, it's but yeah, any form of public speaking is is something that i'm not too keen on it's just not something that's me but uh i i think the admin related tasks to what we do um mm. the admin can be especially if it's in season you're getting a lot of inquiries and and most of the inquiries require a personal reply that takes quite an, quite some time that can be quite sort of a, an issue to complete and get it done when there's so much work to do and and Mm. You, you just you just want to shoot and and edit those files but you get stuck with all the admin related tasks that's so true isn't it we have to do so many different tasks we do don't we it's um it's quite overwhelming at times it can be and and sometimes i think we think before we start being a wedding photographer that we all it is is maybe just taking some photos and then we're hit with the reality of you know you have to do so many different things and and it becomes more the the longer you go on, it's almost as if you try and if if the the workload just reintroduces more things, more things to that that process, um, as opposed to where it was five years ago when you just started and you just shot, did a wedding, did the processing, delivered the files, and and you were done. That's true. I see. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. But that is so true. Oh man. Okay. Do one more question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you eat the canapes? Almost never. It's, oh, it's really? Wow. There, I, part of that sort of trying to shoot as much as possible, um, sort of getting that moment rather, not shooting as much as possible, but trying to hunt that moment. So I've got my own snack pack with me at every wedding and it's snack bar and whatever. And I, I munch on that in between the day. And, and when canapes come, I try to shoot 
try and find that magic moment, someone with a crazy dress or a, a laughter, whatever that moment is, and try and find that and usually take my break in the evening when it's dinner time. Okay. Oh man, that that's a great answer. And you're you, you're very hardworking as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, thank you so much for talking to me. I really enjoy talking to you. That was thank ace. You, Alex. Oh man, you were so so open, so honest, so much. There's so many great bits of um, interesting info there and tips and advice, and just great hearing about you and your story as well, man. Thank you, thank you, Alan. Thank you for the time and the opportunity. It's amazing, and thank you for creating this and where we can post stories and and learn more about shooting documentary and and sort of moment photography. Oh, thank you, man. I'm really enjoying it. And it's an honor to speak to you. It really is. As I say, one of my personal favorite photographers. I love your work. So it's been <laughs> for you. Um, if, yeah, if anyone's listening now, do head to the site. This is reportage.com. Um, there'll be a full transcript of this interview with Ruin. And I'll, I'll include lots of examples of his work and his reportage awards and story awards and links to his website as well. And yeah, man, honestly, we've got, we've got to do that home swap sometime. And wedding yes. swap. <laughs> it sounds like a really... I'm right next to the mountain yeah we have to do it we will we get it <laughs> oh man i'd love to meet you one day anyway i really would it'd be awesome Likewise. thanks so much man thank Stay you, safe. thank you keep well you've been listening to the 35th episode of the this is reportage podcast ruin was great really enjoyed my chat with him hope you enjoyed it too head to thisisreportage.com to see examples of his work and link to his website too if you're not yet a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 reportage award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts and the recent huge addition to membership, exclusive video content. There's already almost 16 hours worth of videos to watch where some of the world's best photographers share their tips, thoughts and experience to make you a better photographer. New videos will also be added regularly. Collection 16 of our awards is currently open to submissions too. Deadline is 2359 BST on 24th of July 2020. And remember, we've just launched our brand new sister site for documentary family photography. This is Reportage Family. Use the code LAUNCH20 for a 20% discount on family membership for a limited time only. Our very first family awards submission deadline is also the same date as TIR. 2359 BST on 24th of July 2020. No poses, nothing staged, this is reportage. And this is bye for now.